Welcome to On Brand with Donnie Deutsch. I am Donnie Deutsch, and this is the podcast dedicated to a very simple premise that everything today is a brand. Every product, every corporation, uh, every athlete, every celebrity, every politician, uh, every religion, everything is a brand today. And we do two things on the show. We do a big interview with a big personality, but their own personal brand. And this week, it's uh, today's show anchor, uh, Craig Melvin. Uh, he's amazing. He's a great guy. You're gonna have, we're going to have a lot of fun with him. That's on Thursday. And on Tuesdays, we drop what we call our brands of the week. These are the brands that are shaping the zeitgeist, which brands are up, which brands are down. Let's get right to it. Uh, brand down for old presidents. That's not necessarily a knock on Biden, although that obviously is a problem a lot of people have with him. This is a result of a poll. 76 of Americans say there should be a ceiling for how old someone can be to serve as president, according to a new economic economist YouGov poll. Uh, a similar presenter said there should be a cap at age to serve in the Senate as a member of Congress in general. Look, people are watching Biden. They're uh, feeling that he seems too old. The Mitch McConnell thing is not helping. You see Mitch McConnell up there having various issues where he's been freezing and clearly showing his age. And this is not, not an ageist thing. That You know, look, uh, you don't have CEOs of Fortune 50 companies at 80 years old. And I think there should be an age limit. And it's not ageist. Uh, and that's not a knock on Biden. I think that um, it just makes sense. We have it in Britain pretty much every other area. And you have people like Diane Feinstein and, and Mitch McConnell who have served this country wonderfully. And maybe it's time for some new blood to get in there. Uh, and that's just the way I feel about things. Uh, brand up for the UK and New Zealand. UK and New Zealand rank above the US as the best countries in the world, which is bullshit. US is still the best. You want to live in New Zealand or US? I say US. You want to live in New Zealand or UK? I say US. So, but... Uh, this is from 17,000 respondents from U.S. News and the United Nations. They finished number five this year, the U.S. did. Um, and basically, when you ask, this is what's really weird. When you ask, the data is sliced down to respondents of only Americans responding. The U.S. still doesn't rise to number one, which I find disturbing. But okay, the top 10 countries in the world, according to Americans, are the U.K., New Zealand, United States is third, Australia, Sweden, Canada, Japan, uh, France, Switzerland, and Germany. Uh, so go figure. Uh, brand, this is a sad one. Brand down for daycare, not from daycare itself, but what's happening to daycare. Over 70,000 daycares are in danger of closing, putting jobs for U.S. women at risk. This is according to New York Post. Uh, over 70,000 daycare providers, of course, U.S. are in danger of closing when 24 billion in government aid dries up at the end of September. That would leave 3.2 million children without care and put thousands of American women out of work, according to the Century Foundation. Among the states suffering the most losses, Texas, where nearly 306,000 kids are set to lose a spot at daycare, where nearly 4,000 facilities close, New York, where 252,000 kids won't have access to care, nearly 6,000 daycares shutter. It's a big problem. And you had this aid that was really fueling it, um, and that's drying up, and that's going to be a big, big, big concern. Um, this is interesting. Brand up for people quitting after promotions, or brand down, I don't know. That you would say it's a milestone that somebody gets a promotion. They would like, that's the time you stick around. It's not always the case. New research shows. Uh, according to ADP, the payroll services provider, a, a study analyzed the job histories of more than 1.2 million U.S. workers between 2019 and 2022. The ADP Research Institute found that 29% of people quit their jobs within a month after their first promotion. It estimates the departures rate for similar workers who weren't promoted was 18%. Well, you could say, well, maybe that's happening. They're waiting to get that promotion so they have a better feather in their cap for a new job or they're disappointed in their promotion. But I find that interesting. On the subject, brand down for employee happiness. This is sad. 
Employee happiness falls to a three-year low, according to The Hill. This is a, a new report from human research platform Bamboo HR, found that worker happiness is worse now than at the height of the pandemic. Bamboo HR collected data on worker satisfaction for more than 57,000 employees at 1,600 different companies. Um, the net score for employees' happiness was around 56 two years ago. Now it's 37. Interesting. Why is that? I don't know. I can't give you the reason for that other than I think there are a lot of entitled people uh, as each generation. I'm going to sound like the curmudgeoning old guy that I am. I think there's a lot of entitled people that think work should be fun and perfect and creative and wonderful. And it's not. It's really the reason they call it work. And I wonder how you just adjust that uh, for people of different age ranges, how they feel about that. Um, it's interesting. The report shows that healthcare workers are the most unhappy. This is actually very sobering. One report by Alciver Health found that 71% of doctors feel their jobs have become worse over time, and 39% of healthcare workers plan to leave the field completely by 2025. That's a big problem. And I, I think a lot of doctors are feeling a, a financial pinch uh, because of uh, health insurance, and I think it's showing in the, in the, in the um, surveys. Uh, brand up for casual attire at work. This is just something we knew, but now it's official. The vast majority of U.S. workers wear casual clothes on their job most days with more than 7 in 10, saying that typical workplace attire is business casual, 41%, or more even dressed down, casual street clothes, 31%. Uh, another 3, 23% of workers say they wear a uniform most days. Well, just here's the interesting thing. Just 3% saying wearing business professional clothes is their norm. That basically now, if you take out uniforms, only 3% of people are now saying that, you know, classic business attire, a suit, a tie, or a jacket and tie, whatever the equivalence is for, for a woman, is not the norm now. Um, it's incredible. And that's the way it should be. You know, I, I think other than if you go, even if you look, even if you go up to law firms and banks, I don't think most people are wearing suit and ties unless they're seeing clients. And certainly you go up to an advertising agency or a tech firm, we know how they're all dressing and TV uh, networks and studios. Uh, very rare do you see somebody in a suit and tie anymore. Here's an interesting thing, washing your coffee cup, brand up for that. This is interesting. This is, I, I thought about this myself also. This is the job interview coffee cup test used by corporate executive goes viral. And this is a test that one corp, one executive in Melbourne, Australia revealed his covert personality test when he appeared on a popular podcast. Basically, he explained that during a job interview, he, off, he, he takes the candidates in an office kitchen, offers them a cup of coffee before he moves on to questions. Candidates who don't offer to take their empty cups back to the kitchen at the end of their interview are unlikely to get the job. Now, I believe if I was on an interview and somebody offered me a cup of coffee, at the end of the day, at the end of the interview, I'd say, where can I put this? I wouldn't automatically go. I would expect a person to not leave the coffee there to say, can I clean up? Can I help clean up? So I don't disagree with that. I wouldn't make the interview based on that. Um, but I do think it's an interesting test. And I do think I would expect most people do not just leave a cup of coffee sitting there. I don't necessarily think they should go back to the kitchen and have to wash it off themselves, but certainly I don't think they should be leaving it there. Uh, that's interesting. Okay, uh, brand up, this is really sad, for something called the Walmart Police. The Walmart is opening police workspace inside Atlanta store as shoplifting epidemic rages. Um, a Walmart in Atlanta that was shuttered after it was set on fire by a suspected arsonist is installing what they're calling police workspaces inside the store. Police officers will be able to fill out paperwork and hold meetings in the space in addition to charging their phones and body cameras. So it's a place, these are not, this is not a police headquarters. This is a place where police can use to do things they need to do while they're working or while they're off. And obviously they think that it's going to 
be a deterrent when you see police officers sitting inside a Walmart in certain spaces. I'm sure they're going to make it visible. Uh, not a bad idea. Uh, in 2022, big box office change, grocery stores and pharmacies lost an estimated $94 billion due to damage, theft or damage, according to the National Retail Foundation. Um, it's a big problem. And you, we see, look, I live in New York City, and you go into now pharmacies, and they have stuff, toothpaste on lockdown. It's a problem. Uh, huge brand down for Elon Musk. Uh, this guy, I'm going to say, is one, one of not, if not the most dangerous man in the world. I, I'm not going to put him there with Putin, but as far as a non-country leader, a, a non-fascist leader, this is a dangerous, dangerous man. He is now blaming the Jews for the uh, failings of Twitter, now called X. He's basically saying, I'm going to quote on this, he's asserted that U.S. advertising revenue at X is down 60% primarily due to pressure on advertisers by the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League. No, the reason your revenue is down 60% by advertisers is because advertisers are seeing the hate mongering that is back on your site since you took it over. How dare you blame the Jews? This is where anti-Semitism finds its, finds its nook, finds its cranny, finds its inspiration. People like Elon Musk blaming a failing business or a business that is now probably worth one-third than it was on the anti-defamation that you're blaming Jews? You, sir, are anti-Semitic. I'm going to say it here on the show. Elon Musk is anti-Semitic because that is an anti-Semitic thing to say. And if you say anti-Semitic things, you're an anti-Semite. So a huge brand down for Elon Musk. You are a dangerous man. Uh, he tweeted that he has no choice but to file a defamation suit against the Anti-Defamation League. Um, he said, Musk decided that the ADL is responsible for, in his words, most of our revenue loss at X, giving them maximum benefit of the doubt. I don't see any scenario where they're responsible for less than 10% of the value destruction, so at least $4 billion. Blaming Jews for the failings of Twitter, or now X. By the way, one of the reasons you're failing is because the thing is called X now. The stupidest branding things I've ever seen. So Eli Musk, you are a dangerous man. And in my book, you're an anti-Semite. Brand up for NFL football. Uh, Lions Chiefs in the NFL kickoff game, they set a record. Uh, or certainly were one of the most the biggest uh, prowesses for openings in the Lions 21-20 victory. The audience was up 24%. Uh, it was the biggest Thursday night game ever with 27 million viewers. Uh, football is big, boy. Football. I, I haven't seen the numbers from this past week, and I do this on a Tuesday uh, from Sunday. I mean, I, I take this on a Monday for Tuesdays, so I haven't seen the Sunday numbers, but football is bigger than ever, and it's going to continue to be so. And it's one of the few things we can all kind of just go away from, go away from reality and watch. Um, and along those lines, brand up for sports betting. 70 million Americans plan to bet on the NFL this season. Well, there are only 330 million Americans, and I wonder how many of those are under the age of 12 or under the age of 16 or 18, whatever the betting age is. So what? that's a big percentage. That's interesting enough, 37% of all NFL fans expect to place a bet on an NFL game this season. Uh, comes from an online survey conducted by Morning Consult on behalf of the American Gaming Association between August 29th and 31st. So there you go. Uh, Brandon for Joe Burrow, one of my favorite players, quarterback, signed the largest deal ever for a football player, $275 million, almost $220 million guaranteed. 
And he deserves it. Look, the players are getting more money because the networks are getting more, because the teams are getting more money from revenue shares as the network deal. Whenever you want to see a raise coming for players, when there is a new TV deal, which means the teams are getting a pot full of new money, the players deserve it and they're getting it. Uh, brand that for Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones announced release date for their new album and unveil their lead single, Angry. It's the first new album songs in 18 years. Here's the thing about the reason that these artists don't re record new songs. Because they're never going to get the play that the old songs got. You don't have, by the way, the Rolling Stones first had their new songs in the early, in the 60s and early 70s. That's what was playing on the radio. Now, top 40 radio and, and, and you know, uh, pop radio doesn't play this. So they're never going to get kind of the play time. So they will never replace the old song. So just make sure when you're on tour, you're playing, you know, Sympathy for the Devil and Honky Tonk Woman and uh, Satisfaction, everything that we want to hear. Uh, brand that for Warner Music. They're getting bashed for signing a record deal with a creepy AI pop star with the body of a 12-year-old. They created an AI pop star. A lot of people saying it's it's creepy. Uh, named Nuna Nori. Um, the record label made history by signing the first AI musician and released the debuting single, Dominoes, uh, accompanied by a nearly three-minute music video of the blue-haired Nunuri prancing in a bikini from Kim Kardashian's skim collection. Um... The Little Icon has starting campaigns for fashion houses, Dior, Balenciaga, and Valentino. Uh, they say she's meant to be 19, looks very young. We have AI pop stars. I'm glad I'm an old person now. I don't have to deal with this shit. Jesus Christ. Um, brand down for Nissan and Kia. Nissan and Kia can collect data on drivers' sexual activity and sex lives, says a privacy watchdog. Uh, car maker Nissan and Kia collect data on their drivers' sexual activity and sex lives. And maybe sell the may sell the info to third party advertisers, according to a shocking study by an internet privacy watchdog, the Mozilla Foundation. Uh, the foundation said most car companies can come through a variety of sources to glean personal information about drivers after they pair their smartphones with vehicles connected services. Uh, it's collected via a web of sensors, microphones, cameras, and phones, apps, and connected services you use in your vehicle, according to the Mozilla Foundation. Jesus, that's not good. I, you know, I, I'm. As I go through these brands of the week, I just feel I'm more and more a curmudgeon old man as I hear this stuff. Um, this is good news. Brand up for internet use for seniors. Using the internet may ward off dementia. Scientists investigated whether internet use is linked with the likelihood of developing dementia and found, interestingly, that moderate and regular internet use seems to be cognitively helpful to older folks. That's good news. This is a sad thing. Brand up for best friends. I mean, always a brand up for best friends, but in this survey... America faces a best friend shortage, according to Wall Street Journal. 40% um, of Americans say they don't have a best friend at all, and that's up from 25% in 1990. Look, you know what that has to do with the, the emergence of the internet. People are much more disconnected, and they're on their phones, and they're on their computers, and they're not meeting and greeting the way they used to. A percentage of men say without close friends jump fivefold to 15% in 2021 to 3%. Today, that said, 15% of men today say they don't have a best friend. That was only 3% in 1990. So it's all technology. It's all technology. It's replacing friends, and that's not a good thing. I really sound like a curmudgeonly old guy. Uh, brand up for moderately priced chain restaurants. This is where they're saying that socioeconomic backgrounds tend to blur, and with people of different socioeconomic backgrounds are kind of mixing. Buffalo Wild Wings, Olive Garden, IHOP is a place where you kind of see high and low income bubbles kind of like coming together, and that's a good thing. So I like that, and I love Buffalo Wild Wings, so that's a good thing. 
Uh, bread up for Gatorade water. Why not? New Gatorade alkaline water is coming soon. Now, this is not going to be their, you know, their, their, the color Gatorade, which kind of tastes like water just with flavoring. This is PepsiCo announced Thursday. It will soon launch Gatorade water, electrolyte infused for a refreshing and crisp taste, developed to help support all-day hydration and active people. Um, it's a premium water offering purified with a seven-step enhanced filtration process. Uh, look, I think that's smart branding. If you I, if you pick up a Gatorade water, somehow you think you'd be more active than drinking a, a, a Poland Spring or a, a Fiji. So I think that'll actually do well. This is interesting. I'm not going to comment my personal uh, take on this. Uh, people Laxatives, brand up. People are relying on laxatives so much there aren't enough to go around. Um, they're not quite sure why. It could be a few different things. They think it's an aging population. Most Americans don't consume fiber. They think a lot of people are using it as an Ozempic substitute to lose weight now that there's ways to lose weight with Ozempic and other prescription drugs. But there's a shortage of laxatives. Um, report, a, a Benefibers manufacturer reports that 18 to 42 year olds are buying the fiber supplement faster than ever. Searches for laxative pills on Amazon have more than tripled in the past year, according to analytics company Pattern. So there you go. And those are our brands of the week. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, anyplace else. I'll see you Thursday with Craig Melvin from the Today Show. You're going to love it.